You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Church, how we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Hey, I feel like I just watched like a real-life version of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out right there on that video. Um, anybody like see that and you think, I got to step up my workout game? Any, anybody like thinking that right now? Who's thinking, nah, I'm good. I'd just rather eat chocolate chip cookies. That, that's what I'd rather have. Anybody? Carrie, you raise your hand. Yeah. Me too, actually, um, which is why I made a ton of chocolate chip cookies. A ton. I got a whole nother one right here. So many chocolate chip cookies right here. I'll tell you all about these. Are you curious? Like, what is this about? Okay, I'll tell you in a second. But before I do that, um, if you are new here, welcome to church. We are not a cookie factory or a gym, all right? We are not either one of those things. But if you're new here, listen, you walked up or walked down 23 stairs to get into church today. That was 23 reasons you could have turned around and went to a church without stairs, okay? 23 moments you could have done that, but you kept on coming down. And so air high five to all my first-timers. We're so glad you're here if you're a first-timer. And a big shout-out to our online family. We're so glad you're with us. And so can everybody just just show some love to our onliners and our first-timers right now? Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for watching. All right, so the cookies. All right, some of you are wondering, like, what, what in the world? Why are there so many cookies here? Here's why. Right now, right, this, right in this moment, we are having a base your first. We are making history, people. All right, because we are, you see this camera right here, right on that pole? You guys see it? On this side, you can't see it. All right, but on this pole, there's a camera, and we are recording this message right now, and we are playing it back in the 1030 service today. And so you need to, you need to behave. Carry, behave, all right? You're on the front row, all right? <laughs> but you got to behave. And, and, and here's why we're, well, first off, 1030, what's up? How you doing? I, I ain't hear anything. You hear anything? Come on, 1030, let's do this again. Are you glad to be in church today, 1030? I heard something. That's good. I love it. I might have been the nine o'clock, but it's all good. Uh, we're glad you're here. Here's why we are playing um, this back in the 1030. The reason is because I'm going to Disney today today i am going to disney today and so um oh that means within a matter of hours i'm gonna be poor that's what that means all right <laughs> but american airlines changed our flight time from 3 30 to 2 30 and so i was going to preach to both services and then they changed the flight time so i have to leave directly after this and so 10 30 i feel so bad that i'm going to miss you all and so i made all y'all cookies Every one of you cookies, all right? Like, oh, I made them. They're homemade by um, this place called Nestle Toll House, okay? Um, and in 1030, you're wondering right now, like, well, what about the nine? Did you make them for the nine? Uh-uh. <laughs> I ran out of money, all right? And I'm going to Disney, so this is not good. This is not good. Um, but when you leave today, everyone is going to get some, some chocolate chip cookies because I miss y'all, and I feel really, really bad about that. And uh, just so you know, 1030, the nine o'clock looks like they want to fight me right now, Okay? But that's okay, because we're in this series called How We Fight Our Battles. Did you see that segue? Did you feel that? Beautiful right there. Anyway, let, let's start this out. Let's just get our minds off the cookies. But let's talk about laziness real quick. 
We're already like all craving chocolate chip cookies and we're dreading walking up 23 stairs. So let's just like milk this laziness thing all the way out. I want to know how many of you in here, both services get on this, just, just throw up your hand. If you at nighttime like to veg out and watch TV, come on, come on. 10.30, raise your hands if you have a friend and his name is Netflix. Everybody. That's like the whole church right there. Who needs books when you got Tiger King, right? Now, here's where I wanted to really get to. This is, this is the next question. How many of you here, when you watch TV, you have to hold the remote? Let me see who has to hold the remote. Raise up your hand. Do not be shy. You're in church. Confess it. Hands up. Congratulations. These are the control freaks. Listen, I got to hold the controller. Like, I, I must. And the reason is simple in my house. Because if I do not hold the controller, we may have to watch Grey's Anatomy in my house. And that is not good. That is not good. And so I love to hold the remote. And, and on Monday, this is a true story. On Monday, I went to grab the remote. I was sitting there. I went to grab the remote. And as I'm going to make the grab, my wife, who I love, who is beautiful, who's smoking hot, okay, who has terrible taste in TV, all right, as I'm going to go grab the remote, my wife comes in and swoops in and grabs the remote. I'm like, no, 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 no. This means we're going to have to watch Grey's Anatomy season like 6,317. Would they just end that show already? <laughs> anyway, I didn't say that. All right. In the moment, this is what I said. Very kindly. All right. Stacy grabbed the remote. I very kindly said, what are you doing? <laughs> and she said, I, 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 I bought Beachbody. I'm like, do what now? And she said, I bought this app, this workout app called Beachbody. It's all these workout videos. You should try them. I was like, are you body shaming me right now? You took the remote. Now you're body shaming me, okay? And, and so Stacey said, I just want to watch some of these videos. And so, true story, we both sit down on the couch and she starts watching workout videos. We are watching <laughs> workout. We are not working out. We are watching other people work out. I'm critiquing the people working out. I'm like, babe, look at that guy on the back row. He ain't going to get a beach body that way. Look at that form. It's terrible. We're sitting there watching. Why are we watching workout videos? Because my wife had the remote. And so I'm, I'm I, I, true story. I sit there. I, I watch the TV. Then I look over and I watch my wife, and I look over and I watch the remote, and I'm thinking, what, what does she think? Life's all about her? Doesn't she know? Life is all about me? Come on now. <laughs> and so, anyway, we watch those workout videos. Anybody know about Beachbody? You know about some Beachbody? Okay, congratulations. Don't, do not eat these cookies. All right, or maybe you can because you do Beachbody. I don't know. But um, I don't know about you, but when I'm on cruise control... When I'm on default, like when I'm on autopilot in my life, I think life is all about me. Anybody else? Yeah, when we're on cruise control, we think life's all about my wants and my needs, you know, and, and our culture, like our culture builds this up, our DNA builds this up. Guys, even Disney is all about building up everything and being about your needs. Did, did you know in Disney, they make Main Street USA smell like cookies? Cookie, praise the Lord for some cookie smell, you guys. I don't know how they make the place smell like cookies, but, you know, Disney is all about, you know, making sure your wants are covered so that you, they can get to your wallet, right? 
So they like they pump in cookie spray on the main street. They're like they spray us with cookies. Because everything in our culture was built into like our needs and our wants. Spotify. Any Spotify listeners in the room? Spotify reads your mind, you guys. And then it'll curate a custom playlist just for you. Netflix is they, they watch you watch Netflix. And then they're like, you know what? Rick, we got, a, we got the perfect show that, that's just for you. You're going to love this show. <laughs> and so everything is all about me, myself, and I, which is why, which is why today we're going to talk about worship. We're going to talk about worship. And by the way, as, as I kind of go into this, if you are new here, maybe you're not a Jesus follower, today may be a little weird for you. So I would just say, just hang out and just think about how weird we are. <laughs> but if you are a Jesus follower, I want to talk about worship. And here's the reason I want to talk about worship, because worship reminds us that life is not all about me. That life is all about God. It's about his name and his fame, period, end of story, open and shut case. It's all about him. You know, you know, the Bible says, the Bible says that if, if we don't worship God, somebody's going to worship him. Like the rocks, the rocks are going to start singing like they're like Adele or something or Kid Rock. They're going to start singing like the rocks will start singing because Jesus and God are going to be, they're going to be worshiped. And so worship, one of the best things about worship is it reminds us to live a God-first life. And so uh, the reason I bring that up is because we're talking about how we fight our battles. And here's what I believe, all right? This is important, all right? This is what I believe. When you live a God-first life, God goes first in your battles. When you put God first in your life, God will go first in your battles. That's good, all right? 1030, that is good right there. And so when you put God first in your life, God will go first in your battles. Now, you might say, this is great. I love worship because I love to sing. And like when Leslie hit that note earlier today, like she was Whitney Houston, like, ah. I was in the back, and I was hitting that note like I was Whitney Houston, like, ah. <laughs> no, you weren't, sir. We can hear you. Now, now that some of you aren't wearing face masks, we can hear you all, all right? You might want to start lip syncing, all right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just kidding. But worship is not singing. Worship is not just music. Worship is anything that you do that brings honor to God. And so you can worship through work. You, you can worship when you're like bouncing that checkbook. All right, which we don't bounce checkbooks anymore, right? But we, we can worship when we balance our checkbook. Um, we can worship uh, when, when you're serving God and just volunteering here. You can worship when you go to a restaurant after church today and you show them the love of Jesus instead of showing them how cheap you are. <laughs> how many of you know there are some cheap Christians out there? Just say amen. If you've been a server before, you know there's some cheap Christians. <laughs> but worship isn't singing. Worship is anything that we do to bring honor to God. And there's a lot of worship stories in the Bible. And so I just want to talk about one guy in the Bible today. His name is Jehoshaphat. Um, and so you, you may say Jehoshaphat, or you may say Jehoshaphat. Everybody say Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Everybody say Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Now, how, how do you actually pronounce it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, turn to the person next to you and say the pastor. He don't know. He's confused. He don't. Bless his heart. I, I don't know. But here's what I do know about Jehoshaphat or Jehoshaphat. I know that he was the fourth king over the southern kingdom of Israel, also known as Judah. And when he was king, like things were good. All right. It was like the roaring 20s down in Judah. It was like Disney World down there. Right? Everything is good. Everybody's, everybody's happy. Everybody's actually, for the first time in the Old Testament, pretty much, the Israelites are actually following God. 
and everything is good. And that's when three armies show up on their borders. Uh Uh-oh. And by the way, did you know that you can be doing everything right and bad things can still happen? Did you know this? They're doing everything. They're having like a spiritual awakening and not one army shows up, not two armies show up, three armies show up. And Jehoshaphat is like, we are not in Disney no more. This is not good. And so he prays. And this is, this is the prayer. We'll pick this up in uh, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15. This is what the Lord says. Do not, uh, no, 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 no. 20, verse 6. O Lord, God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler over all of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. Listen to this. He prays, no one can stand against you. Come on, give me some air high fives on that line right there. No one can stand against you, God. Listen, I don't know what your battle is right now, but I think sometimes we just got to stop and remember it can't stand against God. And maybe your situation is 911, like, woo, woo, like it's bad right now, just like Jehoshaphat's. But Jehoshaphat in his situation said, I'm going to still worship because nothing can stand up against my God. I said, what do we do when we're in a battle? I just got two ideas for you today if you're, you're taking notes. The first idea is this. When you're in a battle, what do you do? Put God first. You got you to put God first. Now, speaking of battles, I, I got in a battle last Sunday directly after church. Now, Listen, last Sunday was, got real weird real quick when I left church. Real weird, okay? One of the things that happened when I left church, I was heading home, and I'm heading through Dewey, and I'm driving through Dewey, and I look down the side road. I saw a guy dressed up as an astronaut. I'm thinking, well, it is Dewey. It is Dewey, right? Like, and so while I'm driving, I took a picture, obviously. You guys want to see an astronaut walking down the street in Dewey? Okay, here we go. Here's an astronaut walking down. Here we go, right there. Is this, is this like just, this is just Sunday in Dewey. That's all this is. <laughs> but before I saw the astronaut just randomly walking down the road in Dewey, I don't know, maybe it was you guys. I don't know. One of you guys was dressed up as an astronaut. I don't know. Or maybe it was Buzz Aldrin. I don't know. Or Elon Musk. I don't know. But before that happened, I left church right after getting done preaching, and I went over here to Chaps, which, by the way, ugh. Chaps, listen, if you've never had chaps, you can keep your beach body. I will take chaps with a side of dad bod any day. Like, it's so good. The pit beef sandwich just changes my life. And so I got my chaps. I'm really happy leaving, um, leaving chaps over there. And then I got to go home. And so I got to go Route 1 south. But Route 1 last Sunday after church was a nightmare. I'm like, what, what is, like, everybody's going out to Pennsylvania. Is there like a gold rush in Pennsylvania? Like, what is happening right now? And so I got to go on Route 1 to North to get to Route 1, to do a turnaround, you know, Yui to get to Route, Route 1 South where there's no traffic. And so I feel like I'm playing Froggy, Frogger. You remember the game Frogger? I'm playing Frogger with the whole state of Pennsylvania. And if you're from Pennsylvania, I'm not like ragging on you. I'm just saying you all were out on the road last weekend, like everybody. And so I'm trying to cross over Route 1 to get Route 1 south, and I get to the middle lane. I'm like, I'm almost there. One more lane, then I can get in the turn lane and do the UE. And there was like a little gap between the vehicles next to me in the left lane, okay? So I did did the like the look, you know, you put on the blinker, and I I did the look, you know, like, help! Look. And the vehicle next to me was a truck with a Pennsylvania license plate, and um, and by the way, they had a salt life sticker on it. I was thinking... Is there a salt life in Pennsylvania? <laughs> Maybe a salt shaker. I don't know. Um, 
Anyway, all the Pennsylvania people are mad at me. Um, you, you, I'm just kidding. I'm just, anyway, he did have a Salt Life sticker on there. And I thought, okay, Salt Life is going to let me in. And so there was like a little bit of room. So I, I did the blinker. I, I, I nudged in a little bit, you know, did a little nudge in. And, and the guy closed the gap. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And so I just did a little more of a like, okay, let me just, maybe he didn't see me. I did a little more of a nudge in. He closes the gap even further. I'm like, right after church, you're going to do this to me, Lord. This is what you're going to do. And so, like, I look back at him, and I gave him, like, there's, like, a passage wave. You know, it's not the Jeep wave. I gave him, like, the passage wave. Like, may the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> and I'm being kind. I'm like, just let me over, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in the turn. I won't even be in front of you for less than, like, two seconds. I'm just getting out of the way. I'm going to do a oh, U-turn. This guy would not let me in. Saw Life was closing the door, you guys. And Saw Life made me a little salty. And so he wouldn't let me in. Somebody else did let me in. And so I got around right here to Chick-fil-A and did a U-turn right in front of Chick-fil-A right here. But because I did, the turn lane was open, I got, when I did a U-turn and started going down Route 1 South, I was going to pass Salt Life. And he was all the way in the left lane. And, and have you ever gotten to a place where you're so upset you don't make good choices? <laughs> Has this happened to you before? True story. <laughs> He's in the left lane. I pull all the way to the left lane going Route 1 South. There's no traffic. I got all the time in the world. I stopped on Route 1. I put down my window, and I went like this. Right in front of our church. True story, all right? I, if that was you, I apologize. I was having a moment. But who gets a little angry in traffic sometimes? Just admit it. Confess it. Come on, 1030. You know you confess it. Oh, my goodness. And do you know why that situation happened? You want to know why it happened? Because we both wanted to be first. Neither one of us wanted to be second. And, and here's what I've noticed, okay? I noticed that we never want to be second. All right, who here you want to be first? You don't want to be the first loser. That's second place, okay? All right. You want to be first. Who wants to be first? Come on, raise your hands. Be honest if you want to be first. Okay, look around because this explains all the world's problems right here. <laughs> we don't want to be second. But I think one of the best things that you can say today or any day is, God, you are first and I am second. Everybody say, I am second. Listen, I think amazing things happen when we step back and we let God step into that first place Spot. And so back to the story. You got, you got Jehoshaphat, and he is surrounded. Okay, it is 911. There are three armies surrounding him. And, and, and Jehoshaphat, is, he's the number one guy in Judah. He is the king. But he's like, uh, I'm helpless. I, I, I don't know what to do. Which, by the way, when's the last time you heard a leader say, I, I don't know what we should do? Yesterday. <laughs> Maybe more often than I've heard it. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I should move on right now. I really, I try to be very apolitical here, and this is going down the wrong path. So, Jehoshaphat says he doesn't know what to do. But Jehoshaphat does know who knows what to do. And so, uh, what we're about to see is that, that when you step down, God steps up. When you step down in your battle, God steps up. When you say, I'm helpless, I don't know what to do, 
God, you take that first place spot. You, you move forward. You just made room for God to take that first place spot. You, you made room for God to step up. And so Jehoshaphat, he's surrounded. It's 9-1-1. He doesn't know what to do. He says, God, I'm helpless. And he steps back. And somebody in Judah steps up and says something. And so that's where we're going to pick up. And this is our theme verse for the whole series. We've, we've, we used this verse last weekend. You may remember it. But this is what somebody steps up and says in verse 15. Uh, this is what the Lord says. The guy says to Jehoshaphat, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army. All right, so I need us all to read this on three. 1030, I got spies watching. All right, so here we go. One, two, three, for the battle is not yours, but God's. <laughs> the battle's not yours, but God's. Listen, maybe you're in a battle right now, and I just want to tell you, it's not your battle. It's God's. It is God's. And so aren't you grateful that God is the one who is in these battles with us? Aren't you grateful for that? And when you put God first in your life, he will go first in your battles. When you step down, he will step up. And, and I don't know about you, but this, this has been a, a little over a year since we had this pandemic. This pandemic has felt like a battle to me. Hello. But we're kind of rounding the corner. Is anybody thankful it feels like we're rounding the corner just a little bit? Oh, my goodness. I feel like feel like we're around the corner, but it's been a battle, you know, 15 months of a battle. Uh, some of you know this if you've been here for a while, um, but me and my wife, we were around uh, my parents last, last December for about 15 minutes, and the next day, the very next day, my parents started getting sick, and we're like, uh-oh, and so my wife, she was like, um, honey, we, we, we should go get tested for COVID, like, just, just in case. We probably don't have it. I'm like, no, we're good. We're only around for 15. We're good, but what mama wants there we go. Okay, so there was this testing site in Bethany. We went to Bethany, and they gave us, we took a whole, the whole family went, me and my kids, all four of us went um, in December, right before Christmas. They gave us these four gigantic Q-tips. And they said, just swirl this around in your mouth for just about 30 seconds, put it in a little jar thing, bring it back, and that's how you do the test. So I thought I was going to swirl this thing in the back of my throat for about 30 seconds, everything was going to be good, right? Wrong. Wrong, because my wife is a nurse. And my wife went full-on nurse mode. She marched us to the van. And she's like, line up against the van. I'm like, you look a little tense for me right now. And she said, I'm doing all your swabs. I'm like, oh, Lord. And she said, open up. And she, listen, she, she put that thing so far. I, I think I felt it in my pinky toe. I'm pretty sure I felt it in my pinky toe. I'm gagging. The kids are gagging. Stacy's smiling. It was just bad. And so we, 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 and I thought, listen, listen, I didn't have COVID before, but you, it was probably in my pinky toe. So you probably picked up something. I don't know. But a few days went by. I was 100% positive we did not have COVID. 100% sure, guys. We get the text. We are four for four. Like we are four. Our family is overachievers. Merry Christmas. We're four for four. And we had to be at our house by ourselves for just two weeks straight. Can you say Survivor. And so, like, this, this happened, and, and when, when it happened, I started to think, like, oh, man, this is, like, scary. Like, my, what, are we going to get really sick? And my, my kids, are they going to be okay? And then I started thinking about the church, because it's like Christmas. We had, like, 200 or so people registered to come to our Christmas services, and I'm like, well, I can't be there. I got COVID. And, um, and then I started thinking, like, do we have food in the house? That's the real question, right? That is the real question right there. 
And so I started like having that moment where I was like, God, we are in a battle. Would you just step up? I'm stepping back. I, I, I don't know what to do. And when I did that, listen, Jerry and Casey from our church show up to our doorstep and leave like two weeks worth, worth of like Italian food. And by the way, Casey, if you're watching this, Casey's meatballs make me want to be a better man. I mean, they are just like, oh my goodness. And then um, Suzanne and Shane, who are youth group uh, leaders, they brought us all this barbecue. I'm like, praise the Lord. And, And true story, we didn't have any more than a cough. We didn't have any more cough. Now, I don't know that doesn't always happen to everybody. That's not everybody's situation. But here's what I do know. When you step down, God has a way of stepping up, whether that's how it works out for you or not. But God has a way of stepping up when you step down. And so maybe you're in a health battle right now. Maybe you're in a relationship or emotional battle right now. Maybe you're in a work battle. Maybe you're in a battle with salt life on Route 1. I don't know. But I do know when you step down, God has a way of stepping up. When you put God first in your battles, he has a way of going first uh, with you, okay? And so if you feel like you're on the front lines of your battle right now, if you just feel like you're there and you feel like you're losing, I I just think you you need to know God is reminding you, hey, step back and let me step in. Step back and let me step in. And and some of us don't want to do that because we feel like that's like, that's like bailing out, okay? Listen, bowing down to God is not bailing out. Bowing down is the best way that you can worship in your battle. And worship, worship, worship is not about our, our musical preferences. Worship is reminding ourselves that we can stand up against whatever is standing up against us because we know who's standing with us in that battle. Now, when, when you all come in here like you did this morning, you know, you, you, got, you got Bo Dukes up here. Bo, well, Bo's not rocking a fedora today, but some days he's rocking a fedora and his flip-flops. Nobody else can rock a fedora and flip-flops other than Bo Stinking Dukes. <laughs> but when you, you come in here, you got, you got Bo Dukes up here, and you got um, Josh was playing the drums today. But when, when Josh clicks in and Bo's like, three, two, one, and then normally Josh is over here ripping the guitar or Rob's ripping the guitar, like that, that, that's a pretty great moment. When you kind of hear the worship and you kind of get, get kind of pumped up. I was talking to these guys this morning. They were like, man, worship gets me fired up. Like those things are great. But, but listen, worship is not like just about the music. I love the band, all right? But worship is not about the band. <laughs> worship isn't about like, oh, man, today, like the, the sound guys, they, they EQ'd the drums right today. Worship isn't about like, oh, man, like they played Waymaker today or they didn't play Waymaker today. We should probably play Waymaker every Sunday. That's just a personal opinion. I don't know. Um, But worship is not about our musical preferences. How many of you guys are country fans? Country fans? See, that's the problem right there. It can't be about musical preferences because you all like country music. Um, One of my favorite stories ever here is uh, about one of my favorite people in our church. That is Miss Patsy, who's in the back. And some of you in 1030, you won't see Miss Patsy in the back. So we got a picture of Miss Patsy right here from this morning. Don't you all just love Miss Patsy? I mean, (laughs) Miss Patsy's first Sunday here. I I love her first Sunday here story. All right, I remember she came in with her sister. And um, and they they came in the back. And and this may surprise you, but Miss Patsy is not a rocker. Miss Patsy has not upgraded the sound system in her car recently. You know what I'm saying? And our music is loud here, right? A little loud, a little loud. And so Miss Patsy comes in, and the music starts. And Miss Patsy, she said it was, it was so loud um, that, that she walked out in the lobby. And she was like, God, I, I don't know why you brought me here. 
Some of you are wondering that right now. Like, God, why did you make me come to church today? I don't know. Um, but she was like, God, I don't know why you brought me here, but adjust my ears so I can worship you. And then she walked right back in here, and Miss Patsy has been here ever since. And Miss Patsy does not come here because it's like her musical preference style. It's not because she doesn't come here because it's the Gaither hymnal today. She comes here to worship God. And we come to church not for our musical preferences. We come to church to worship God. Now, I'm just curious. Who here? You're not a very good singer. Who cannot sing very well? 1030, come on, admit it, admit it. Okay, you just raise your hand. A little secret. We know. <laughs> we know. Especially now that some of you got that face mask off. It might be time to put it on and a few more. I don't know. But, but maybe you don't sing because... You don't feel like you can sing very well. Now we're getting real in church, all right? Maybe, maybe that's why you don't, you don't sing. But you know, the Bible doesn't say make an on-pitch noise. The Bible says make a, a joyful noise. And I don't know about you, but I, I can make some noise. Who in here can make, you can make some noise. It may not be joyful, but you can make some noise, right? And so the Bible doesn't say make an on-pitch noise. It says make a joyful noise. We don't sing because, we don't worship because we're good singers. We worship because we have a good God. And so we, we put him first, and then he goes first into our battles. Here's my, my last idea. What do you do when you're in a battle? You got to keep standing, and you got to keep singing. Keep standing, and keep singing. Keep standing, and keep singing. Now, I, just, I did this last week, and I wanted to age the room a little bit. I'm going to age the room a bit uh, one more time. Uh, how many of you remember tape cassettes? Who remembers tape cassettes? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm having like eight tracks. All right, you went beyond before me. I don't know anything about the eight tracks. But tape cassettes, I know about tape cassettes. I know about too legit to quit. That is my error right there. And uh, I, I used to, like, collect tapes like and by the way if you're a teenager you're so confused right now just ask your parents what a tape cassette is it's like it's like itunes basically i don't know um <laughs> and so i remember i used to collect tapes now now when i was like 10 years old, i'm a preacher's kid so my tape collection was different than your tape collection i had like carmen and dc talk and uh petra petra who remembers petra oh yeah some of you are gonna like go on listen to petra on your way home on spotify <laughs> I apologize, all right, in advance. <laughs> anyway, that, that was my tape cassette collection. But I remember I was about 10 years old. Um, I went into Roses, and I wanted to buy my first non-Christian tape cassette. And I was with my mom, and I wanted to buy Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh. <laughs> so I got the tape in my hands, and I was like, hey, Mom, can I buy a tape? And she said, well, what is it, honey? I was like, it's Hootie, Mom. And she said, is that Christian? And I was like, Mom, your white kids you're wearing right now, they're not Christian, and look how beautiful they make you look. <laughs> Come on. This is, you know, roses is where all preacher's kids go to let loose, all right? So I just, like, made my pitch to my mom, and my mom gave me the mom talk. You've probably heard the mom talk before. She's like, son, lyrics get in your head, and they influence you, and you're to be in the world, but not of the world. She did the full mom talk, and at the end, I said, does this mean I can't get Hootie and the Bloodfish? <laughs> and she said, it's up to you, son. You make the choice. I was like, I'm getting Hootie tonight! <laughs> So I bought the tape, all right? 
And listen, decades later, those songs are still stuck in my head. And maybe some Hootie and the Blowfish is stuck in your head. So I got a, I got a few slides here. Let, let's, let's start with this first one. All right. If you know the, the rest of this lyric, just fill it out as we go in there. I only want to be sang it, worship leader. There it is. <laughs> Look, you guys knew that song. Some of you went to Roses and bought this on tape cassette. Music gets stuck in our head. Isn't that true? Well, let's do a few more. I want to get outside of the, the hootie category, but let's stay in the tape cassette category. We got Mick Jagger. I can't get no satisfaction right there. All right. All right. One, one more. We have for some of the uh, country people, Garth Brooks. I got friends in basements, low places. I like it. That's good. I don't know who said it, but it's good. I got friends in basements or low places. But isn't it true that songs get stuck in our head? Isn't that true? Look, Mom, if you were watching this, you were right in roses like so long ago. Like songs get stuck in our head. And there's different songs for different seasons. Like if you're in love, you listen to Ed Sheeran. If you're not in love, you listen to Adele. If it's summertime, you listen to Will Smith. Summertime, da-na-na-na-na-na-na. I don't know if that's a song, but in my head all week, that was stuck in my head. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, when you, but when you're in a battle, the song you want triggered in your head is not getting jiggy with it by Will Smith, right? The best soundtrack when you're in a battle is worship. And so back to the story, okay? You, you got these three armies going to surround, they're surrounded uh, the nation of Judah. And so it is like 911. It is not good. Jehoshaphat is like, all right, Lord, I don't know what to do. And I know that you're like standing with me. And Jehoshaphat has this crazy idea. And, and this is one of the craziest battle scenes in the entire Old Testament. Jehoshaphat had all these people in the nation of Judah who were musicians. And so he's like, I got an idea. I'm going to, instead of sending like the army in first at the, like the front lines, I'm going to send in my musicians, like, like stand down Navy SEALs, worship band, you're up. Rob, grab your guitar. <laughs> now that's just weird, right? Like these guys don't have swords, they're singing, all right? That the, and a little spoiler alert, the nation of Judah wins the battle. And so I'm thinking like, well, what did they sing <laughs> if these guys go out there and like, and what did they sing? Because this is like, this is not in the movie Braveheart, right? And we know what they sang. This is in verse 21. All right, this, this is what they sang. Give. Now, let's pause there. I would say, Lord, give me a sword, a bazooka. All right, not, not like give me, give me something. Like I got to go. I'm going into battle here. But they don't say that. They say give thanks. to the, they're, they're surrounded. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures. They're surrounded. Give thanks. It's 911. It is Braveheart. All right. And they're singing Carmen and Petra. And you know what's crazy? In the very next verse, it says, in this moment, that's when they started winning the battle. In the moment that they said, give thanks, that's when they started winning the battle. All right. Because, listen, why did that happen? Because when you're in a battle, when you're in a battle, worship is your weapon. And worship is your weapon. If worship is your weapon in your battle, you got to keep standing and keep singing in your battle. Keep standing and keep singing in your battle. Keep standing and keep singing in your, your battle. Uh, I, I'll end with this. Um, I want to tell you about uh, my friend who used to come here. His name is Sean. And I think we have a picture of Sean we can put up on the screen. This, this is Sean rocking the apron at Friendsgiving. 
And uh, Sean, Sean's awesome. Now, um, he, a couple things I know about Sean. Uh, first thing I, I knew about Sean when I, when I first saw him. Now, Sean used to always like sit kind of right, right back over there. And Sean used to always come to church wearing a Giants jacket, like New York Giants fo- football team. And uh, I, I remember I didn't know Sean. And one, one Sunday, like I was in the lobby and he was like coming towards me. And so I, I was like, okay, what do I say? And I was like, hey, man, like you like the Giants? And, and first off, I'm thinking like, aren't the Giants really bad? No, they're not bad. Kind of bad. All right, I think the Giants are really bad. But then I thought, like, well, half the church likes the Eagles, and they're really bad, too. So, like, I, I understand. But I was like, like, are you a Giants fan? He's like, I love the Giants. And he's like, in fact, I'm actually going to the Giants game later today. And Sean, Sean would come to church on Sunday morning, and then he would drive up to northern New Jersey where the Giants play, and he would watch them play because he had season tickets. And I remember that Sunday, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch. I want to see the score of the Giants game because I know Sean is up there. Guys, they got smoked. So it was like a normal Sunday for Giants fans. Okay? They, got, they got smoked. And uh, I thought, I bet, I bet Sean's not going to walk into church wearing Giants gear next Sunday. Sean walks in. Wearing more Giants gear. It's like the more the Giants lost, the more Giants gear Sean put on. Okay, by, by the end of it, he's like, what, got like wristbands on, Giants headbands, turtlenecks, like the whole thing, because they lose a whole lot. But, but Sean loved the Giants. And the other thing I remember about Sean is Sean was the best singer in our church. By far. I, I remember I would be standing right here, and I'd hear something. And I would kind of like do the, the glance back. I'm like, who, who is Bruno Mars in the building? Like, what is happening? It was Sean. Sean was like the best singer in our entire church, man. Sean Sean was awesome. But last year, um, Sean got diagnosed with cancer. And I don't remember the exact time, but I do know that um, before COVID shut down our church, Sean, Giants fan Sean with cancer would stand back there and during the worship, he would sing like an angel, man. Full on in the middle of his cancer battle, his weapon was just to sing and just like out sing all of us and just worship in the middle of his battle. And, um, and we lost Sean in, in July and I did his funeral. Um, but I'll never forget, and I said this in his funeral, I, I said, I'll never forget Sean standing there with cancer, just worshiping, worshiping. And you might say, well, Joel, why did you tell us that? Like he, he lost his battle. <laughs> Listen, Sean is in heaven right now. Sean would not say, oh, I lost my battle. No, 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 no. Sean, is, he's feeling the best he's ever felt. Sean is still rocking his apron, going to the heavenly buffet. Shoot, I, I bet the, the Giants are winning in heaven. I don't know how it works up there, but <laughs> Eagles fans, there's hope for you in heaven one day. I don't know. Um, but, but Sean, in his giant battle, he still stood in worship because he knew he had a, he knew he had a giant guy. And so... Worship, I just want to tell you this, whatever battle you're in, worship is your weapon. And so keep standing and keep singing because you got a giant God. Keep standing and keep singing. Keep standing and keep singing. Keep standing and keep singing. 1030, keep standing and keep singing because if Sean can do it, so can you. I said, what do we do with that? Okay, so here's just a couple practical things. When you go home today, maybe instead of on Spotify, listen to Mick Jagger. You all had that down. All right, maybe you listen to Elevation Worship on your way home. Or Petra, I'm not here to judge, whatever. Uh, maybe, maybe this week, you, you, when you go to Veg Out and watch the TV, and you go to YouTube, instead of watching Fail Army videos, maybe you watch Hillsong United live in Madison Square Garden. It is good. Uh, maybe it's not worship. Maybe it's something you do at work. You just work extra hard this week. You just worship. Because worship is anything we do to honor God. Maybe you go in your closet later today, and you grab a sock and a fedora. 
And you pretend like you're Bo Dukes, and you just start singing some of these songs that we sang this morning. And even if your dog runs out, because they're scared of hearing you sing, like just, just sing in your closet. But this week, would you just make a joyful noise with your life and with your voice? Would you be willing to do that? Would you guys be willing to make a joyful noise with your life and your voice to just worship? You guys going to do this with me? Good. There we go. And, and you might say, why would I do this? Because like I'm in a battle. Why would I do this in a battle? And I, I, I gotta, I'll end with this because I've got to go to Disney. Ted and Teresa, I'm going to meet you upstairs real quick. Okay. Anyway. Worship means worthy. And God is always worthy in my life. God is always worthy in your life. God is always worthy in our life. Okay, so could you just make some noise if you know he's worthy? Could you just make some noise? Come on, you can do better than that. Make some noise if you know he's worthy. Come on, 1030. Make some noise. He loves us. He is worthy. He is worthy. Keep standing. Keep singing. That's how we fight our battles. Let me pray for you guys. Jesus, I'm so thankful that we get to, to read a story of a guy who is in a battle. I mean, a battle where he is surrounded. It is 911. It is a battle scene. And he sends in the worship team. And they worship. And that's how they fight their battle. They keep standing and they keep singing and they keep standing and they keep singing. Somebody in here needs to hear this today. You got to keep standing and keep singing. You're in a battle. You don't know how to keep going, but keep standing and keep singing because if Sean can do it, so can you. And so God, I just pray that you'll just help us to honor you in our life through anything we do because worship isn't just a song. Worship is our life. And so God, I just pray that our voices and our lives will just honor you this week. We love you so much, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.